Hello, sports and spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut. And find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Sports and Spaghetti. This time, we're actually going to do it in the Sports and Spaghetti order, uh, because my and spaghetti is is baking <laughs> in the oven right now. We're live from the playroom, as always. That's not the right one. No, what happened? What is that? I think we needed this. <laughs> we are live from the playroom. That's better. All right, and we're going to kick this one off with our favorite segment. It's going to be a strong open. It's going to be a strong open for oh, us, Chris. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Chris, why don't you hit these listeners with the good, the bad, and the eh. And this is in no particular order. Oh, Anthony Panthony. Boy, have we got a fun one this week. Uh, after a real fun day for me today, I had a really great day, a great election day off. Um, I did so many fun things with my family today, like go to the dentist. Um, I'm going to give an honorable mention for the bad to the dentist. Um, the dentist uh, that Sabrina went to literally told me, try to listen while I held my daughter's head down. Um, that's not a lie. He completely, yeah, he he actually completely disrespected me and, um, that made me very upset today. Um, so the, the dentist, (laughs) the dentist that Sabrina saw today, uh, his name is Dan, um, shame on you. You should be ashamed of yourself. I hope you go home to whoever it is you go home to and tell them that you told a grown man, uh, hey, dad, try to listen to me, please. Um, and you ruined my day. So congrats. Um, the real bad is the San Jose Sharks. They gave up 10 goals in two straight games. They have not won in 11 games. Uh, they have not won in 11 games. They are 0-10-1. Uh, David Quinn, their head coach, that's the former Rangers head coach, uh, he said, we'll start, we'll start playing like a real team soon. Now, this was after the first 10-goal drubbing. Um, the most recent one was against the Penguins. Um I think an improvement would just be not giving up ten goals in two straight games. Yeah, I think a real team is losing like four to three instead of ten to two. So like the Islanders who lost four to three in their last game, they're a real team. Let's not get excited. Islanders are a real team. Yeah. We're we're sort we're halfway to being a real team. Living on a prayer. And so are the wild, and they're both playing right now. And it's uh, the battle of m- 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 mid middling. Uh, but yeah, the sharks. Uh, there's not a lot to say except they're really, really bad. Uh, there are a lot of college teams that would put up a really good fight against this team. They're so bad, uh, and they're the bad. They're the worst. They're they're the worst team in sports right now. They are. I mean. For a hockey team to give up 10 goals once is really bad, but two games in a row in the NHL, like that is, that's unheard of. That's unheard of bad in today's NHL. I mean, we said goals were up, but. (laughs) Not this much. Not Not the last place Penguins putting 10 goals in on you. Come on. You had to throw that last place and it felt good, didn't it? Oh, it did. 
And they are. No, I'd call it like I see it, Anthony Panthony. I call it like I see it. Uh, the good is the Westcon uh, Wolves, who will sh- at least share the MASCAC title um, after their latest 50-plus point performance and win. Again, that team has not lost since we started calling their games. Uh, Lori, please listen and let us do that bowl game. Hey, now. Yeah, hey, shout out, Lori. We're going to. We're gonna kiss it here. This one's for you, Laurie. Oh, I gotta, no. I gotta find it. this one's for you, Laurie. Please, please let us do the bowl game. And you just ruined our chances <laughs> right there. What an unreal turnaround with Keon Jones at the helm of this team, though, Ant. Um, from the time he started, uh, they've scored fifty points in all but one game. The one game they didn't score fifty points was a shutout win against Plymouth State on Senior Night. So, um. Yeah, he has not lost a game. It's just a remarkable, a remarkable job by Keon Jones and the offense. Yeah, he made the defense. He took his, uh, he took his. We'll call it the Kaepernick shot when Alex Smith went down. Kaepernick went in, took over, and and never looked back. Led him to a Super Bowl. Uh, just an unbelievable performance. And uh, again, we're so hoping that they get that bowl game, uh, and that we can be a part of that because. Uh, we're the dream team over at WXCI and on Sports and Spaghetti. Absolutely. Lori, if you're listening, which I don't know. did we Have we ever plugged this to Lori? I don't think we did. Either way, if you're listening, put us on the feed. You don't just send it to our email. Put just us, be like, yeah, listen to this. Put us on we'll the talk feed. Talk about you. Put us on the feed. Yeah. Get us on there. Put us on the live yeah. feed. Yeah. The current one is just, it's it's bust, it's busted. <laughs> it's busted. Okay. Maybe we can't share it with her now. Well, as Felipe would say, it's but oh, he said it's crusty. Not it's busted. crusty. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's all right. But, I just wanted to make it sure. It is busted. Uh, it is busted though. But no, I was going for uh, I was going for a Felipe. Oh, you're amazing. The end this week is, I'm gonna say his whole name. Okay, I only gave you three of his names. Three. <laughs> three of them. <laughs> I'm going to give you his whole name. His name is Nuno Erlander Simoes Espiritu Santo. Nuno, as he goes by, or Espiritu Santo, uh, as the English people call him. Um, And I say England, English people uh, call him. Was sacked again, uh, this time from his Saudi league job, Al Itihad. Uh, they won a title. They won the title in their league six months ago, and he just got sacked. Um, the reason why he's the eh is that it's the seventh time he's been fired in 13 seasons from a from a team. Uh, he's coached. He's managed in the Premier League. He, he managed for Wolverhampton, uh, and then he also managed for Tottenham, my dad's team, uh, and Espiritu Santo, as my dad calls him. He... Um, He's got to keep his mouth shut because he got fired and or, or sacked, as they call it, uh, because he made it was not reportedly. I said reportedly. No, it happened. You could see it. Um, him and Benzema, the captain for the team, uh, were shouting insults, hurling them at each other after the game. And the team is not going to let their captain go. So they're going to let their coach go. Um, and that's just what happened to Nuno. Nuno's got to button it up. He played for three teams in five seasons um, professionally, 
and now he's managed for twelve uh, for thirteen seasons since twenty ten. Uh, but he has not been able to keep a job. He's had seven different teams, and now he's looking for an eighth. That's tough. That's it's super tough, especially because of the way he got fired. Like, at, we'll, we'll we'll quote my favorite movie here. Well, one of my favorite movies from the Titans. Attitude reflects leadership. So it's just, I mean, top down. If you're hurling insults at your captain and back at your coach, there's there's not any real leadership there, and that's, I mean, it's going to run down to the rest of the team and. The next thing you know, it's you're in full rebuild territory, and and full rebuild should lead. I don't know what's on the on the note card here. Full rebuild should lead. What are you talking about? Full rebuild. I didn't say full rebuild. I said full rebuild because bad leadership leads into full rebuilds, and a team that should do a full rebuild, at least in my opinion, is going to be the Edmonton Oilers. I love you. I, there you go. I was like, what? Oh man, we're gonna jump right into to the uh, the hockey portion of our show today. Um, so here's the thing: the Edmonton Oilers have a problem, and it's not the problem the San Jose Sharks have because the San Jose Sharks are bad because they're supposed to be bad. Uh, they're worse than anybody could have imagined, but they're supposed to be really bad. The Edmonton Oilers are not supposed to be two eight and one. No, they should be... 11 games into their season. They should be Vegas-level record right now. They should have seven or eight wins right now. At least. Minnesota has that, I think. Minnesota or has six close or five. To it. Yeah, there's a five. So you're just, you, you're just, Minnesota, you're just counting the Minnesota one from tonight? That's 1-1. One, one. Yeah, for it's now. Get carried away. For now. It's going to be back and forth with the two backups in, okay? But 2-8-1. The Islanders and Wild are both... Way better right now than the Oilers, who got drubbed six to what? Oh, not on to me. Who got drubbed? <laughs> There's Chef Melissa over there. We're, we were just talking about how the spaghetti wasn't ready, and there goes Chef Melissa saying, I don't know how to tell if it's done. Is it golden brown on top, or is it raw on top? Speak into the microphone. I'm not a chef. That's okay. You're one heck of a mom. I'm aware. But don't be cocky about it. Well, I'm the only one who keeps this house going. Now, let's not get excited. Did you see the work I did today? See the work I did today? No, she did. She did an amazing job. But that's called marriage, folks. That's how a marriage works. There's some give and some take. And I'm, and I'm giving a lot. Yes, and you're the chef. Right. Well, this time Anthony was the chef. We got five minutes. That's all right. We got five minutes on the food. Thank you. Thank you, Chef Melissa. Sue Chef Melissa there, everybody. Give her the clap. Give her the give her the, the, the one that goes, ah. <laughs> no, I said <laughs> No. I said give her the one that goes, ah. There we go. Chef Melissa, everybody. Um, uh, her cooking skills are like a desert. And spaghetti has returned. There's spaghetti. Anyway, let's get back to the Oilers. Uh, they're 2-8-1. and one. Uh, They should be way better, but they're not. And one of the big reasons why they're not is because they signed Jack Campbell to a big contract. He's getting paid $5 million this year. And what happened to him today? He was placed on waivers uh, with the purpose of reassignment. And the team is allowed to say that so that te other teams are like, ooh, I shouldn't pick him up. But people can pick him up. Um, 
unless he's on conditional waivers. I'm not sure about that. I didn't do enough research. Um, he's making $5 million this season, and he was just waived in, in favor of Calvin Pickard, who's been a journeyman NHL goalie, uh, who's been a backup on teams up and down through the minors in the NHL, a serviceable backup, but this is the Oilers saying our $5 million goalie who was supposed to be our starter after having an unbelievable season with Toronto a few seasons ago um, is not cutting the mustard. Um, The Oilers are 30th out of 32 teams in goals against, giving up 47 uh, to this point. 26th out of 32 teams in goals four with only 29th. With Dreisaitl, Nugent, Hopkins, and McDavid alone, they only have 29 goals for as a team. Uh, And they have the worst goal differential in the NHL. Um, I'll throw a few more stats at you just before I let Ant get in on this. Their save percentage as a team is 86.01%. It's the worst in the NHL. They have the most giveaways in the NHL at 123, and it's not even close. Uh, I think the worst thing of all, out of all those bad stats, Connor McDavid only has two goals this season. And for comparison's sake, that's as many goals as Matt Barzell has, which shouldn't surprise many people because he's an assist man. He's a setup guy, and he's doing better than he was last season. But Casey Sezekis also has two goals this season, and he's a fourth-line center for the Islanders. Well, now so does Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon has two There you go. Now. Yes, with his goal tonight, he's got two. Again, a fourth-liner on the wild. A great player, un- a-, a consummate champ, but not a goal scorer. These players all have the same amount of goals as Connor McDavid, the best player in the world. Um, this is a big problem. All of these things are huge problems for Edmonton. And Gene Principe, who is one of the the biggest Edmonton Oilers fans ever, and one of the one of the writers for uh, CBC or Hockey Night in Canada, um, or Sportsnet, I forget which one it is, one of the Canadian broadcast networks, he said the sun will rise again in the morning, and so will the Oilers. Uh, it is too early to listen. Two eight and one is not good. Sure, they could end the season making the playoffs, but something has to change today. Yeah, it's not like you can go out and get new players because it seems as if the players aren't the issue. You know what I mean? Like McDavid, you're not going to let McDavid go. He's gonna he's gonna struggle for the rest of his career there if if so you know if so be it because you can't be you know very similar to like I don't know George Bush with the Rangers. Like you can't be the guy that traded McDavid. No matter what happens, right? You can't be that guy. You can't. You can't be the guy that traded Mookie Betts for Alex Verdugo. You know what I mean? Like, so they're gonna ride it out, whether or not they're gonna win or not. And, and it, that's no way to build a team because you're gonna have to give him a massive deal. You're gonna have to give Drysdale a massive deal. You're gonna have to give even Nugent Hopkins. Like he's he's getting older, but he's still gonna command that money. So you pay your three guys, and now this is going to be a feast or famine similar to you know Golden State when Golden State lost to Cleveland. They had their big three players, not a lot of role players. Cleveland had bigger depth. They have more depth, and you know they could rest those stars, and the stars can be you know Kyrie can be Kyrie, LeBron can be LeBron when need be. So 
that's I think that's the problem. It's just there's a lack of there's a lack of anything else. It, they're so top heavy, they're falling over and they can't get out of their own way. Like right, they have no defense. No, and there's there's no defense. I mean, I said it. They're they have the thirtieth in goals against. If you look deeper into their numbers at their their high danger chances against, they're near the top of the league. Block shots, they're near the bottom of the league. So guys aren't getting in front of pucks. And that doesn't mean they're not getting a lot of shots against. They are. They're just not blocking shots. They're giving up a lot of shots on goal. And the goaltending is not there. No, and I mean, let's play Let's play it like this. Like Matt Dumba, right? He was a free agent with Minnesota. I was just talking about him today because Minnesota's defenses look bad. He's a defensive defenseman. I mean, through and through. He'll have his, his couple clappers for goals, but he's he plays defense. I mean, he signed like with a week to go to the season. He didn't have any camp. He signed a one-year like minimum deal with Arizona. Like, You mean to tell me for a team that gives up that many goals you couldn't take a flyer on Matt Dumba? Oh, wait, no, you can't because you're paying – you know, you have three core. You're paying your now AHL starter five million dollars a year. You have three Corvettes. You're letting sit in the garage, and then those three exactly. That's the problem. You're not letting them eat. You know, you have three Corvettes sitting in a garage, and then your daily driver is a, a Flintstones mobile. Your Listen, daily driver is the cozy coupe. They are. They're playing a very boring style, and I'm not one to talk as an Islanders fan. They play the most boring style of hockey in the entire NHL, and I'm not here to argue that. I know they do. They're all very boring games to watch, and they're all very stressful no matter what happens. What I am saying is the Edmonton Oilers' style of play, which is run and gun, is not getting it done. They've always been a team since McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins have been together. They've always been a team that scores goals. They've also always been a team that gives up a lot of goals. This season, they can't find the back of the net. And no, it's not because their guys are getting older. These guys are in the prime of their life. These three players on even the Islanders would be lighting the league up. Even the Devils, who, yes, Jack Hughes is Jack Hughes, but they play boring hockey. Even... The Minnesota Wild, who play boring hockey. All these teams that Lou Lamorello has touched are boring teams. <laughs> the Leafs are different. They've kind of gotten away from that. Um, but all these teams that um, that that Jacques Lemaire coached, too, that had something to do with, uh, they're boring. These guys would do well with them. Um, Edmonton, what's going on? Like, What is it? It's just so stale. I know the fans are tired of it because Canadian fans don't care. They don't care what the problem they They want to see wins. It's not like any North American team. The Canadian teams are why I want answers. Yeah, you just start getting fed up. I mean, if you're done with hockey, we can transition right here to fed up because, boy, oh, boy, am I fed up with the Carolina Panthers. Oh, go for it. Now, this is going to be my first Panthers rant. I'm going to kind of keep it under wraps here just because the battery on the computer is getting low and I want to at least touch on some <laughs> at least touch on some food. We might have to do – actually, we're not going to might. We're, we're going to do bet the rent on uh, on our social medias this week just because we really don't have the time. That way Chris can get the lines, blah, 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 so-and-so. We can get Nikki's pickies as well. Yes. Um, Carolina's bad. They're very bad. Okay. I said there was going to be home cooking. I talked about their offensive line. And yeah, I understand they lost Brady Christensen, who was a, you know he was great at left guard, 
everybody wanted him out, but he was a left tackle playing left guard. The guy could pass block, right? I mean, they're they're rolling out Chandler Zavala and and Calvin Throckmorton and these just absolute nobodies. My problem with the Carolina Panthers that they didn't do anything. Their off season, I thought it was great. It's middling. Miles Sanders hasn't been worth anything. Hayden Hurst is barely on the field, which it's crazy to me. Um, DJ Chark has done nothing. Thielen's the only good offseason addition. And guess what? He's in his 30s. And this is going to sound real bad. He's white. He's a white wide receiver. We don't. They, they don't last long in the league. They're crafty. They, he, as soon as he loses that little bit of burst, we're done. You saw it with Edelman. You saw it with Amendola. You saw it with Welker. They, they fall off a cliff. I say they. <laughs> they fall off a cliff. They do. Um, Bryce Young is running for his life. Um, so, so it's not a play calling thing. It's not, it's not a play calling thing. It's not a, it's a personnel thing and it's top down. It's from the owner. It's the general manager. So Fitterer, not good. Um, David Tepper, not good. Even at some point, Frank Reich, you gotta, you gotta think like maybe, maybe there needs to be a change already because Thomas Brown starts calling plays and then all of a sudden we win a game. Now listen, Bryce Young, it's going to happen. He's going to have his rookie mistakes, three picks, two pick sixes. It's going to happen. I mean, Peyton threw a game with four picks his rookie year, and Eli was bad his rookie year. Yep. Big Ben was so like th- it's going to happen. There's going to be growing pains, and I and I don't even think you can say that he's bad. He's he's got nobody. No, I mean if you look at if you look at the game, like everybody loves to use the C.J. Stroud thing. It's like oh, the Panthers should have drafted Stroud. He would have been the checkdown king, just like Bryce Young is. It has nothing to do with the talent, but when your wide receivers aren't separating and you have O-linemen in your lap, I mean, the guy can't do it. The, the, the two pick sixes, they were on a screen pass and a swing pass to the to the running back. The guy, the, the guy doesn't have four seconds. No. I mean, he's snapping the ball and he has to immediately get rid of it. And that's not something you can scheme against. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's... You can't you can't be like, oh, our O-line sucks, so let's just throw a quick check down. No, that, that's not going to work. You know what I mean? So... Something has to be done, and this this team has no. It looks like they're going to have a top five draft pick. Oh no, they're not. The Bears have it. Now the Bears can pay whatever they want to go get Caleb Williams. Who don't get me started. We'll get started around him on draft time. I think he's going to be a bust. I've said it on this on this pod yep. before. But they're going to have their choice of the litter unless they trade up with somebody else. But they're going to have two top five picks. You know the Bears are another story, but. That's something, you know, that's something where you can't mortgage your future, especially with this quarterback class. I like Bryce Young. I think the guy's a killer, smart. He he makes all the right moves, but there's there's only a certain there's a certain amount of, of things you can control with absolute trash around you. Right. Absolute trash. I mean, Joe Burrow is you see it with Joe Burrow. He was great. He he, he was slinging the rock with a bad offensive line. He dragged them to he dragged them to the, the, the Super Bowl. But Bryce Young doesn't have Joe Mixon. Bryce Young doesn't have Jamar Chase. Right. So there needs to be something done. And, again, like the trade deadline went past and there's no wide receiver. What, <laughs> what does it matter if you have a second-round pick, if the last five second-round picks have been Yeter Gross Matos, who's not good? They traded up for DJ Johnson. Oh, yeah, we have an offensive line problem. Do you know who the Panthers drafted three picks before Trey Smith, who is one of the best guards in the league right now? Thomas Fletcher. Do you know what position Thomas Fletcher plays? I don't. You shouldn't know what position Thomas <laughs> Fletcher played because he's a long snapper. Oh, then no. they immediately, he didn't make it out of training camp. 
they cut him for 55-year-old J.J. Jansen. He's been around since DeLome, and I'm not joking. Oh, my. So. It's bad. <laughs> I, I, I'm at a loss of words. So what do picks matter if you're missing on all of them? They, they don't. They don't matter. End of rant. That's, that's all I got. That's it. Man, oh, man. Well, so here's what we have to do. We are going to pause, and we are going to transition to our uh, to to an antiquated method of recording our food segment. But you're not even going to notice because it's going to sound nice and clean when you hear it. Uh, so we'll be back with food, and then we'll do Grammy's Grinders of the Week, and then uh, yeah, enjoy. See you in a minute. We'll do you know do a little pizzazz, do a now little editing. Now we're back to the roots. Back to the roots. Picky, 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 picky. You, you wouldn't know. I don't. That's that's pre-COVID Zumba. Shout out to my dad. Shout out Jen. Shout out Naomi. Those are not my lady friends. They are uh, um, family friends. Who happen to be ladies. Who happen to be ladies. They are. They could both be my mom, like, age-wise. So they're family friends. And they're Zumbaers. And when we did this thing um, during COVID um, called Beat Body, um, they did different classes. They did bar, they did Zumba, or as Naomi from, she's from Australia, she goes Zumba, uh, or Ba, and uh, and and we had a lot of fun. Um, it was, and I would guest, and I would do the Zumbas. One thing you're not going to need Zumba for is the pasta we just had. Yeah. No, you might need the Zumba after the you pasta. So? Well, it's a baked... Anthony, it's a baked pasta. It's a baked pasta, baked penne in a garlic and farmhouse cheddar fiasco. It... Oh, you know what? It, it, you can't call it mac and cheese, but it's not far off. No, it's it's not a mac and cheese, but it's also not it's like a it's like a baked ziti. It's a hybrid. It's not baked ziti though, because baked ziti doesn't have a creamy unctuous sauce. It was it was kind of a sauce, but it, it was a hybrid. I think it was good. It was so excellent. We'll talk about it. So originally this was supposed to be done with leeks. Now uh it was a woe is Chris Day. Today, as you as you heard, per Mr. Dentist or Mrs. Dentist, Mr. it was Dentist, it was Doctor Dan. Per Doctor Dan, um, we heard how bad of a day Chris had. So he said, I, "I text him. I said, hey, 'Hey, I'm still coming over after work. What do we want? <laughs> well, we want something easy.'" And Chris said, "And I quote, <laughs> let me pull my phone out here.'" Oh man, I remember what I said. Yeah, which phone? The work phone or the personal phone? I got That's two the big phones. shot here. I got two phones now. Chris said, and I quote, text Melissa, not a good time for Chris to be alive. <laughs> That's true. So I text the mouse and I said, what are we doing for dinner? What do you want? I don't know, whatever you want. Uh, yeah, pretty much. We gave, we gave a good idea. So I looked up some nice fall, some winter pasta recipes and then this is a this is a no mushroom house so that next number one for me yeah second one i said do you eat leeks and she said no because <laughs> they're in the onion family they're oniony so 
This recipe was supposed to be done with leeks. You're supposed to... She wouldn't know a leek from a lake. I was going to buy them anyway. But they were expensive. It was a bunch of three. It was like six bucks. I was like, yeah, I'm all right. So, instead of using leeks, I used a whole head of garlic. <laughs> and I cut it nice and thin. You just made it Italian. I cut it nice and thin. And what I did was I cooked it over some browned butter. Nice, low and slow. You brown the butter first. Get that nice That's flavor. That's an art. Because it goes from yellow butter to brown to burnt in like not even a minute. I went with some brown butter. Then I add that garlic in. You got to do it slow. I'm almost confeeing the garlic. Oh. oh. Which I'm doing for Thanksgiving. That's I wanted to break it to you. I'm going to confit the garlic. We're confiting. And then I'm going to use the garlic confit. Uh, I'm going to use the, the butter or such that comes from that. That's going to go in the turk. Hold on. And the leftovers going in the tates. Hold on. You heard me. We're doing a confit. We're doing a confit turkey. Th- then we're going to need to charge per plate. <laughs> if we're confiting <laughs> for thank- for Friendsgiving, we need... <laughs> we're confiting. Sorry, I didn't know I was with a, with a Zagat chef here. Would you just call me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Be careful. So we're going to get the garlic confit. It's going to be great. I we're almost, not using a good mic, so I, I could have missed it. I almost confit it today. But we went some nice brown butter. We cooked it low and slow because there's a big difference between garlic that's been cooked properly and slowly than garlic that's flash in the pan because oh, that's ever. when you get that's when you get the burnt garlic oh. that's when it starts tasting not good this it's, took, and the whole house smells bad and this took me i mean it took probably about five six minutes of just garlic constantly moving in in the butter by and half when, a stick of butter and when you do it on low oh i yawned and tired especially with a gas stove when you can really control the heat like and it gets colder and hotter immediately instead of electric you could cook it for five, six minutes. People might be like, how do you do that? It burns in one minute. It's because you're cooking it on high heat with olive oil. You're not cooking it with butter, within butter. It's genius what mm-hmm. you did. Thank you. So I did that instead of the leek, and then I used that to make a roux of sorts. Little flour, little milk, as one would. And then this is where we got the farmhouse cheddar. I found the most bougie-looking cheddar I could possibly find. <laughs> At uh, at the old PC, at the old Price Chops. So I found the most bougie-looking cheddar. That was Price Chopper? Yeah. Where? Or no, ShopRite, not Price Chopper. Like, you got bowl and basket. Yeah. You silly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the ShopRite. That's the SR. The SR. Huh. So I did that. And then from there, it was simple. I, I, I mixed my cheese in, as one would a mac and cheese sauce. But that layer of garlicky flavor... That layer of garlicky flavor is uh, it's what it's what made it not like a mac and cheese. So oh, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't stringy. I would say it was a little heavier on the milk side because I didn't want it to be too too cheesy, too heavy. Um, and there was no oil. There was only enough butter. Uh, I made sure we got the roux thick because I don't like if you don't thicken the roux right, and then it, it it's too it's too. You almost want paste, right? Yeah, that and then you a... want to thin it out, right? So you 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 don't want it to be heavy because then when your roux's not thick enough, then it's oily, and then you can't reheat it. There's no reheat factor. This I feel like it'll be good reheated. It would be fine because, it, like you said, there's no residual oil. Yeah, like you're not gonna 
Like you're not going to look at that tomorrow morning and there's going to be a puddle of oil on top. Yeah. Like you might see if you mess up the roux, like you said. And I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've done it too where you've messed one up. I've messed up a roux. It's easy to mess up, especially when you're first starting off. But, you know, you do it enough and then, and then you get what you get. And it's a beautiful, it, it's a coating on the pieces of penne pasta like you'd see on the ziti. Was it ziti? It was penne. Penne regat. Penne regat. It was a little bigger than the the regular penne. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of what you'd expect the sauce to do on a big ziti. It clings to it. But there's not a puddle on the bottom of the, the casserole pan or casserole dish. Yeah, that's the whole point. And then this needed some protein. So I was thinking either grilled chicken. Um, we are sans grill again in the playroom. <laughs> We don't have the soundboard because there's reasons, but... Uh, oh, you I, could tell them because I left my, my laptop charger at work. That's why. Yeah. It's my fault. It just pile on today. But I wanted to mention the playroom and then I was going to go... So that's the playroom. But uh, we were sans grill today. I didn't feel like using an extra pan. So what I did was I just heated up some store-bought Italian chicken sausage... Uh, chicken sausage is going to be a little leaner than your standard pork or, or beef sausage or what, what have you. We and have to please the mouse. We have to please the mouse. Don't worry, my mouse. There will be some coming home for you, making mm -hmm. sure of it. Yes. But I wanted to add some protein, so we had some chicken sausage. I think that was the right call. Um, even with the leeks, I think that might have been a right call um, with the chicken sausage. But I listen, all in all, it was a good winter dish, and it's it's it was quick to make. Um you know, granted, you did have to make your roux. That does take a little longer, but this is something, if it's cold outside, like it's going to be fairly soon here. I mean, it was dark at 5 o'clock. When it's cold, dark, gloomy, and you just need a pick-me-up, and you want your whole house to smell absolutely fantastic, make this recipe. Hold on. You're talking about the house smelling fantastic. Now, Aunt, what would I do, perchance, if I was somebody who didn't like flavor? In my food. Like, what if I was like somebody in Melissa's family who doesn't like to cook with garlic or have any kind of pepper or any kind of flavor in food? Would would those people like this? Probably not. Um, mm. I don't know, but it's not a pun. It wasn't a pungent garlic taste. And that's why I like it. So even the mouse was like, hey, you know how I grew up? I like garlic now. I'm I'm turn I'm I'm coming to I'm you know I'm turning it's turning me, um, and even she she ate the, I don't <laughs> it's know it's turning me it's, I don't know she likes garlic now, um you couldn't find it I couldn't I couldn't I was searching I'm, I was searching I'm coming and around on she garlic was, she was coming around on garlic that's what it is, um, but we got there we got there yeah we made it it's not so, how it's how many <laughs> so, uh. She's like, you know, I can't, I'm coming around to garlic. I like it a little bit better, but this was a mellow gar. This was how garlic was intended to be cooked and eaten. Raw garlic is very harsh. Burnt garlic is very harsh. B burnt garlic is sorry. It's a jet. I love water. that. I love the. I love that. It makes me stim. I think. Yeah, it does. It's like I want to put it in water mode just so I can just to like, take it out. Just to take, <laughs> just to take it out of water mode. But yeah, no, Melissa liked it. I'm not tasting garlic in my mouth right now, and we ate it not not a half hour ago. There's nothing worse than burnt garlic because 
it stays with you and it smells the house up and it's not good. And all it needs, like you said, is to be cared for. If you care for the garlic when it's cooking, then it's going to turn out okay. If you take advantage of the garlic or if you cut it, if you mince it too fine and throw it in too hot of a pan, it's going to burn as soon as it hits the pan. You're not even going to have time to move it around. It's going to burn. It's going to, if there, oh man, it's going to turn brown. And then by the time you do anything to it, if you put tomato sauce in there or anything, the whole thing is going to taste and smell like burnt garlic. It's yeah. the Allison burning off. Yeah. Yeah, that's what makes it sticky. Yep. The sticky old Allison. Um. <laughs> Irish old African. <laughs> it's Lacombio boombox. It's late here. <laughs> Fiddle roll, Yolanda. Smacking my titty boots as <laughs> the third. Mother coconut. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm off the rails. I'm Herda. off the rails. <laughs> right. That was our worst episode. To this day, that is our worst yeah. episode. Tarps off, Ferda. Tarps off, Ferda. What was the food we did that day? Meatballs. Meatballs. So, you know what? We're going to revisit, and we're going to make meatballs again, because we need to redeem ourselves on the meatball recipe. Watch it get 20 views this time. Mm -hmm. Guys, tell you, by the way, before we do anything else, you need to tell your friends, okay? Tell your friends about this podcast. Because my summer people are letting me down right now a little bit. I have I have a feeling they're a little bit busy with school and parties. They're a little bit too busy for sports and spag. Tell your friends. I want people to listen because uh, we need to make it big here. We got some big things coming. Some guests you're going to hear from. We'll, we'll reveal one of them now. You're going to hear from my grandmother within the next couple weeks. Yes. Um, that's going to be a good time. We're going to make her some homemade pasta. It's a star-studded month, actually. It's a star-studded month. Because then we're going to have our friend, our friends giving extravaganza where we're going to try to get everybody on the pod. And that's going to be about uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine different voices you haven't heard from. I mean, you'll hear Eli, you'll hear the mouse, the mice. Yeah, um, the mice, you'll hear Eli, we'll hear Allie, Allie the, the Demerskis, hear. Mally, Chris, um, maybe my sister. Liam? Liam will be here. Oh, Liam Stutzman. The Stutz, yes. The Stutz. The Stutz. Yeah. Is he Jewish? No, he's not. I thought he was. He's actually very German, which is kind of funny. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. He looks it. He definitely looks Aryan with the light eyes, light hair. Light hair. Oh, yeah. Well, there's that. There is that. But the last name, I was like, oh, interesting. Do you know that he, so he requested me as a friend on whatever. And um, Duolingo. That's what it was. Yes, because we were talking. We were talking about it today. That's right. Because I'm doing Greek, you're doing Italian, and he texted me. He was on his lunch break, and he's like, "I'm learning Japanese right now." <laughs> okay, that's a tough one. Yeah, right. That's a tough language. The Asian languages are all very difficult to learn. You, you can't run from it. No, <laughs> you can't run. You can't. You can't, you can't run. run. At all. In fact, in fact, it's so hard to run from those languages that they're some of the hardest to learn. And I'm pretty sure Mandarin Chinese is read backwards, like kind of like how Arabic is read right to left. It's, I mean, it's hard for us because we speak one of the hardest languages and it's also one of the stupidest. I'm qualified to say that. 
as a teacher. It's the stupidest language out there. But anyway, we made yummy pasta with a fiasco. Yeah, there was a there was a there was a cheese fiasco. I'm call me good lord, call me orange because I'm I've been stuttering crazy. What? I said good lord, call, call me, me orange. orange. Because I've been stuttering like crazy. How is that making you orange? Put it together. I can't. Orange is stutter. Wait, I. You need to help me. I'm just. Oh stuttering. no! Oh no! <laughs> oh, that was a deep cut. Oh. Oh, that was a. That was a deep dive into towns that people live in. Anthony, I didn't realize I was going by the hair. Oh. Oh, you know, you were going by the acne. Oh, that was bad. Oh, dear. Storm that shit. And I do mean boat. Lori, can you please make us a banner? If you're listening. One of those, <laughs> Put it up in front of our... <laughs> one of those Westcon things. Could you please make a banner that says storm that ship? I'm going to make t-shirts. And, and in little writing, too small to see from the field, and I do mean boat. I'm going to make t-shirts. The front's going to say, storm that ship, and the back's going to say, and I do mean boat. That's amazing. That's like our signature call now. We stole that. Andrew, DM us. We'll get you one, because that's technically your call. That's copyrighted by AC AK right there. AK. Oh, man. <laughs> He's a good one. Uh, he, he delivered the all-time greatest call ever. <laughs> I think that rivals Chris Brown's... Chris Brown. Wow. Chris Berman's... Now, we're not going to talk about Chris Breezy. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> I think that rivals Chris Berman's... Whoop! Which, I don't know. I'm going to do whatever in my power to have Chris Berman on this show. It's going to happen. Are you need a boomer on the show? He's my hero. Back, 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 he back, is, back. He is the reason I got into broadcasting. I mean, he's got a lot of memorable calls, I'll say that. His first game he ever called was Watertown versus Torrington football. He called it on really? the t- he called it for the radio station he was working for. He was sitting on the top of a van, it was pouring rain. My coach told us that could be a lie, but my coach told us that. Well, you could ask him. You could ask Chris Berman. I can. I can. I got to meet him when I worked at ESPN. He lives right in Bristol. I did now. Now, by meet him, I shook his hand and said hello. I did not engage in conversation because I'm that not that right guy. Around, that was also right around the time he lost his wife too. When okay. You were at ESPN. That was right around that time when he took that big leave of absence. Right. That's true. Oh, boomer. Yeah. He's your hero, really. Your broadcasting hero. If I have to do uh, top three. It's Chris Berman, number one, John Sterling, number two, Michael Kay number three. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know. Oh, dear. That Those are definitely not the three best, but... No, those are mine. Those are your three are favorite. Mine. Right. Yeah, Stuart, Stuart Scott's up there, but he didn't really call games. Actually, I'm going to add a fourth, and we're going to go with... Um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name. Well, he couldn't have been that memorable. I just had it, and I lost it. So, oh, Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan big is Kevin Harlan guy. unreal. He's as good as it gets. So I will tell you this. Howie Rose is is one of my top three. Uh, he he calls a game like nobody's business. Uh, John Forsland is my favorite hockey broadcaster. Um, and if I had to pick a third, ooh, that's tough. In terms of like my favorite, 
You know who I really like that people don't talk about a lot? I love Spiro Didis. You know Spiro? Yeah, he's, he calls a he's lot of been, full NFL. I would say, yeah, he's been like he's one of those West Coast guys. He does a lot of the West Coast games. Yeah. He called, he was the backup broadcaster for the Knicks when Mike Breen, who's another one that I could, I could say Mike Breen. Bang! That's the best call. That's the best call in sports. When he wasn't at the game because he was doing a national game, Spiro would call the games for the Knicks when I was into them. I love his calls. Uh, I'm, and then there's Jim Nance. I mean, you're a Jim Nance guy. I hate what they've done with Tony Romo. This is going to be a whole episode because Chris and I can go on all day. But I hate what they've done with Tony Romo because they make him dumb stuff down. Like he used to use the football terminology. He'd be like, well, what he's going to do here is they're running a cover two shadow disguise. So what you're going to do is this guy's going to run here and this guy's going to run here well, and this guy's going to run here. And then they're like, they made him dumb it down. So you can see he plays into it, right? He's like, well, there's two people here. So this guy's going to run where nobody is. Like he just dumped, like he's playing into it. He knows what he's doing. Well, they had to have told him that. They definitely told him that because the general public doesn't know. And people are watching the game. Take take my mother-in-law, for example. My mother-in-law, Cindy, knows football. She watch, She's a big, big Cowboys I'm fan. Like big Cowboys fan. Big Cowboys. She loves her Cowboys. She watches every game, but she doesn't know the names of plays. So when Tony, who she absolutely adores, obviously... Is calling any game, she'll listen because it's Tony Romo. And he'll say what you just said. Oh, well, there's two guys there, so he's going to run where nobody is. She gets that as opposed to the other thing you said, the cover two whatever. I didn't remember what you said. Cover two disguise with a shadow. It's just, it's, it's, there's two, two deep safeties, but they're disguising it so they don't see that. That's and all too much okay. right there for the, for the general public. Of course, of course. And so, no, I, I'm a Nance fan. I like Jim Nance. I do. Jim Nance good. I mean, we'll cross this bridge. Like, we'll, we'll definitely do a top oh, broadcasters yeah. episode. But Joe Buck gets hate that he doesn't deserve. And I'm going to leave it yes, at that. Yes, he does. You think he deserves it? Yeah. Really? Yes. We're going to talk about this later. We're going to talk about this later. I hear Sabrina in her room playing with the dinosaur. That Is that what that up. was? Yes. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be a short episode today because, like I said, we're going to do all of our bet the rents and such. It's still um, going to be about 50 minutes. Yeah, we're going to do it on our social medias. We'll get Nick's picks in for tomorrow. We'll uh, Maybe we'll have him record a little video. Yeah. Or we'll, yeah. we'll all record him. Oh, yeah, him I don't know. He's got a such. very busy schedule with all the work he does. It's a shot at Nick. He's been going to the gym religiously with me. He's been great. Sweet, sweet. We'd love to have you back too, Nick, while I'm here. So, yeah, we'll. we'll All right, Aunt, who's your Grammys grinder? All right, you're going to hear, thank you. You're going to hear this name probably a lot. You've heard it before on the show. Um, Grammys grinder, for a different reason this time, is Joshua Dobbs. Again, he is now the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Kirill just scored three to two. Um, so that just makes this day so much better. It's Joshua Dobbs. Um, he was traded. At the trade deadline from the Cardinals to the Vikings. And it's it's pretty funny because if, if you watched Josh Dobbs when Jaron Hall went out on the first drive with a concussion, he was thrust into action, we'll call it. Um, he was practicing the cadence on the sideline with his O-line because he had never worked with them. 
or worked with them in a like the starting line. So he was literally practicing his down set huts for lack of a better, you know, lack of a better example. But the guy, I mean, he 158 yards, two touchdowns. He had a couple big rushes, um, 101.8 passer rating against the number six overall defense in the Falcons led the Vikings to a win. You think Kirk Cousins goes down, the Vikings are dead. But I think, listen, Josh Dobbs, he's, I think he's going to be a quarterback for a playoff team. I hope it's the Vikings this year. But, I mean, the guy has it. I don't think he's a flash in the pan because he's done it on three different teams. Yeah. He's done it with Tennessee. He was thrown in for that for that last, you know, last game of the year. And if it wasn't for a bad – it was a bad call on the officials, they, Tennessee wins that game. Um, he goes to Arizona this year and – they weren't great, but the rest of that roster is not very good. So it's not, it wasn't on him. And then he gets traded to Minnesota within a week, learns the playbook. I mean, Kevin O'Connell was breaking plays down in his ear. Was like, hey, we're running this. Look for your, look, look for your X receiver over the middle. If he's not there, you look at your Y. And then if he's not there, dump it off to the running back. So like he's breaking plays down in that 15 second span. And Josh Dobbs gets the deal done against a top 10 defense. Josh Dobbs for the second time, you're a Grammys grinder. I like it. Now, my Grammys grinder is somebody that we talked about a lot this baseball season. Um, this is why I didn't do it. The, we talked about him a lot this baseball season. He had a lot of ups and downs. After scored 4-2. to All right, well, at least it's not a one-goal game. Uh, it's Varlamov in the net, so I wouldn't expect anything different. Um, anyway, we talked about him a lot for good, for bad, uh, he was one of the bright spots on a pretty bad New York Yankees team. Um, and it's Anthony Volpe. Congratulations on winning your first gold glove. And it's as a rookie. Um, Well-deserved. His defense was phenomenal this season. His hitting was not the worst, not the best. Still in the low 200s for the season. It's something that's going to improve. Um, I'm glad they stuck it out with him this year, especially in a losing year. Um, but Anthony Volpe, he saw it through. He proved why he's belongs in Major League Baseball. Uh, he definitely does. And uh, yeah, Gold Glove in your rookie year. Come on, Grammys Grinder of the Week, Anthony Volpe, the Fox. All right, I think that's I think that's it for us. This was a little quick hitter because I'm tired. Chris is tired. Battery's dead on the laptop. Islanders are losing. Islanders are losing. <laughs> So, little quick hitter. We love you guys. Chris, take us away. Oh, it's been Sports and Spaghetti. Follow us on Instagram at Sports and Spaghetti Pod and on TikTok at Sports and Spag Pod. Um, I'm Chris, and over there is Anthony Panthony, and this has been Sports and Spaghetti. Thanks for listening. As always, take care of your loved ones. It's a red cheese fiasco. And as always, stay full.